The Idol was initially hyped up as a scandalous, dark, and erotic new must-see from director Sam Levinson and musician The Weeknd, who is using his real name, Abel Tesfaye. But it turned out to mostly just be a boring mess. So what went wrong? And did anything go right? I what? actually what like it. I think it's cool. It's I like oh, all the please, breathing in it. Don't like it. The behind-the-scenes issues began early on in production and only grew as shooting went on. Original director Amy Simons was dropped from the project, with Levinson and Tesfaye taking over everything. Levinson had already been hit with charges of poor creative direction on his previous sets, especially Euphoria, and had been called out for the often gross way he handles female characters. So as rumors started to swirl about the idol's problematic new director, Action, audiences began preparing for the worst. I don't trust anybody with a rat tail. Leading up to the premiere, everyone was expecting a scintillating, debaucherous deep dive into the dark heart of fame and sex cults. But instead, we're greeted with a slowly paced, poorly written swim in the shallow end of Hollywood's most boring pool. And then, as season one was nearing its end, the show was hit with rumors of being canceled by HBO mid-season due to backlash and low viewership. But thankfully, there are also a few good parts of the show that managed to survive through all of the drama and destruction. So today, we're taking a look at everything that went wrong behind the scenes, what actually went down on the show, and the few bright spots that do exist. The show was beset with issues from the very beginning, with Levinson and Tesfaye butting heads with the original director Amy Simons. The drama really kicked off when the pair decided that Simons had taken the show too off-course from their vision and usurped control, despite nearly 80% of the show having already been shot. Allegedly, Tesfaye in particular felt that the show was focusing too much on the female perspective of Lily Rose Depp's pop star Jocelyn and her experience, instead of on his pimp-turned-cult leader character Tedros. So the show got a huge creative overhaul through crew changes and very expensive reshoots that completely altered the story, arguably for the worse. With one anonymous crew member telling Rolling Stone, it went from satire to the thing it was satirizing. This new change in direction saw the focus shift from Jocelyn dealing with her trauma, working to overcome the challenges of the predatory industry she was in, and reclaiming her own agency to a boring, torture-porn-adjacent fantasy where Jocelyn actually enjoys the abuse and it makes her a better, more successful artist. Whoa, okay, dude. That's a little cliche. This was met with objections both from the audience who had been excited about the show and people behind the scenes, with another production member telling Rolling Stone, it was like any rape fantasy that any toxic man would have in the show. And then the woman comes back for more because it makes her music better. What's wrong? with him? He's so rapey. Yeah, I kind of like that about him. While Levinson has remained pretty quiet about the blowback to the series, the Rolling Stone expose definitely hit a nerve for Tesfaye, who posted a pointed, unaired clip with the caption, Rolling Stone, did we upset you? From a scene which, interestingly, never actually appeared on the show. It might be kind of past its prime. You know what I mean? Yeah, nobody cares about Rolling Stone. Tesfaye has been continually upset about the negative reception the show and his acting in particular have been received. Receiving, doling out catty responses to the few people on Twitter who actually cared enough about the show to tweet about it in any capacity. Es el complexa del chaparro. Ah, como Napoleón. Sí. 
Some have questioned if Tesfaye's intense reaction is because Tedros is a closer mirror to himself than he might want to admit openly. Jocelyn's home in the show is even Tesfaye's real-life house. And while many of Jocelyn's struggles seem obviously lifted from Britney Spears' life, some viewers have also pointed out parallels to Tesfaye's ex-girlfriend, Selena Gomez. Jocelyn is an ex-child star who had a falling out with her also-a-child-star ex-best friend who didn't receive the same recognition, and has an over-the-top sexual comeback song, among other things. Levinson himself is no stranger to behind-the-scenes controversy. His hit show Euphoria was allegedly rife with onset drama, much of it apparently caused by his lack of preparedness. According to reports, working days often stretched over 15 hours because Levinson would show up without a shot list and essentially just wing it. He's also received a lot of criticism for the intensely sexualized way he portrays many of the characters in his shows. But even given all of his issues, stars like Zendaya and Sidney Sweeney have sung his praises as a director, with Lily Rose Depp even saying that she's never felt more supported or respected in a creative space, her inputs and opinion more valued. You don't think people are capable of hiding what they really are. If you were just as puzzled by the idol's ball and want more coverage, consider checking out this video's sponsor, Rocket Money. I often forget what subscriptions I have active and how much they're billing me. But this worry is a thing of the past, thanks to Rocket Money, a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills all in one place. Most Americans spend close to $200 on subscriptions every month. And if you don't know exactly what you're spending, then you need Rocket Money. Rocket Money quickly and easily finds your subscriptions for you and allows you to cancel them within the app. It's more important than ever to be thoughtful about what you're subscribed to, especially with so much content and so many services out there. Over 3 million people use Rocket Money, so stop throwing your money away. Cancel unwanted subscriptions and manage your expenses the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash the take. That's rocketmoney.com slash the take to balance your subscriptions and support the show. Given all of the behind-the-scenes drama ahead of the release, and promo from HBO calling it the sleaziest love story in all of Hollywood, people went into the show expecting a truly off-the-wall, salacious experience. Seeming to confirm everyone's concerns, the show opens with a scene in which pop star Jocelyn is very unhappy to be told that she can't have her nipples out at a photo shoot. Okay, so I'm not allowed to show my body? It's actually very progressive. It's to make sure she doesn't feel pressured. An intimacy coordinator points to the contract she had previously signed stipulating how much nudity she wanted to do during shoots. But now, she's changed her mind. It's also my boob. And my house. The intimacy coordinator is eventually locked in a bathroom so that he can no longer interfere with Jocelyn's art. The whole scene is pretty clearly direct commentary from Levinson on the assertions that he had too much nudity in Euphoria. And this is essentially the theme for the rest of the show, a watered-down Hollywood version of feminism where buying into the male gaze is actually so powerful because it's secretly how Jocelyn shows she is in control. As seedy cult leader Tedros works his way into Jocelyn's life, eventually moving in and taking over her house and career, Jocelyn's apparent desire to give in to his spell… I like not having to make decisions for myself. Why? 
because I trust you. Is occasionally punctuated by her standing up for herself in a way that Tedros has clearly never had to deal with before with the others he's drawn into his circle. Ah! You What am I supposed to do? I don't know. For most of the show, this just feels like Levinson occasionally remembering that he should put in some female agency to take the edge off of the torture porn scenes. Like when, in front of the rest of the cult, Tedros beats Jocelyn with the hairbrush that she just shared her mother used to abuse her with. This is really gonna hurt. But eventually reveals itself to be a key part of Jocelyn's character. The show drifts on this way, with style over substance scenes of people having boring conversations in Jocelyn's big empty house, diverting into random violence and then back like nothing happened. It's meant to be a commentary on the way these people trapped in this horrible industry are willing to put up with the worst things for the chance to achieve the next level of success. But it always falls flat due to the murky, ill-defined nature of most of the characters' motivations. We do see Jocelyn's darker side peek out more and more as the show continues, hitting an apex when she eggs Tedros on as he shocks Troy Savon Xander into submission with a dog collar. It's the first real glimpse we get at the true Jocelyn that's been lurking underneath the surface, and soon she's taking full control. She assumes command of Tedros's cult. Shut the f up, nobody's talking to you. We are talking to my people, they're an extension of me. Tedros. These are my f***ing people now. Leaving him grappling to regain some power. She fully gains the upper hand during the group's performance for the record label, in which she declares that they'll all be opening for her and Tedros is no longer needed, leading to him being exiled and having all of his dirty laundry aired to the public. You know he lost his club. I, I lost Good. everything. I mean, thank God yeah. lost his Even club. his rat tail. Throughout the show, there is a clear attempt to make the point that the industry figures, like Jocelyn's managers and label heads, are just as bad as Tedros in many ways. Tedros may run a creepy sex cult, but the music industry bigwigs are also totally fine with perversion if it'll sell. That was fucking fire. I wish I'd brought a change of shorts. As a parent figure, I fucking couldn't be more proud of you. They even spend a lot of time pointing out that they actually think even if he is harming Jocelyn, it might be worth it if it turns a profit. Under more adept creative control, this could have been used to make an interesting commentary on the way the music industry functions very much like a cult, leading to many of the same terrible things, but is accepted because it makes a lot of people a lot of money. And I'm telling you I want to work with you after you call me a because you're not wrong. Well, you are a Yeah, but I can be your but Levinson and Tesfaye seem to have identified with Tedros a little too much. She's trying to take all the credit for it, but this is, this no, is these are my these are I, my babies. I can see it. I know it's you. This is incredible. And so, as he loses control, the other character's evil is ramped up in an attempt to make him look not so bad in comparison, going so far as to have the main industry execs literally doing a group evil laugh as they make fun of how much they totally destroyed him. You guys, we ruined him. <laughs> <laughs> and the show ends with the reveal that Jocelyn was actually an evil mastermind all along, faking her story to pull Tedros in. Did you say this was the brush your mom beat you with? I did. It's brand new. 
and now, again, brings him back into her circle to hold him captive. You're mine. Forever. The show seems to agree with Tedros that it was worth all of the pain Jocelyn went through because, in the end, it leads to the biggest success of her career. I've had a tough year. But then I thought of you and your grace. And there seems to be a larger implication that the trauma is good for everyone that sticks it out, because they too are willing to give up large parts of themselves in their quest for glory. In Better Creative Hands, the story of Jocelyn getting pulled into, and eventually coming to control, a cult could have been a really engaging commentary on pop stars and cults of personality. But instead, it spent too much time falling flat while trying to shock the audience with bad sex scenes, cringe and sex talk and poorly done attempts to subvert expectations. After all of the drama and gossip about the possible scandalous content the show might display, at the end of the day, its biggest crime was really the lost potential. Despite the bad press, the show definitely does have some redeeming qualities. While Tesfaye's attempted at acting has rightfully drawn a lot of criticism. All right, let's say you had carte blanche, right? What would you do? Both for being bad and poorly copying better performers. I'll f***ing curb stomp you. I'm sorry. I'll f***ing curb stomp you. Others gave capable performances. Lily Rose Depp did her best to make Jocelyn feel like a real, lived-in character despite the weak script. Divine Joy Randolph, once her character finally becomes more involved in the plot, does a great job conveying a music manager who does on some level care about her client, but at the end of the day, is willing to put up with a lot of insanity. If it might lead to success. Listen, I don't give a about your past. You are and were a pimp. It is what it is. We all gotta do what we gotta do to survive. Indie queen Rachel Sennett isn't given much to do except get yelled at for being annoying for having reasonable concerns. Will you step out with me after this? Literally, Can you just the show case. It's really you important. Relax I know. You're so annoying. But still manages to bring some humor to the show as the only character that doesn't seem to have become twisted by the darkness of the industry, and is able to see things for how crazy they really are. While Jocelyn's music might be an acquired taste, the musical talent present in the cast is undeniable. Chloe and Isaac, two members of Tedros's cult that go on to open for Jocelyn, are incredibly talented singers. And while Troy Sivan is relegated to sitting around looking grumpy for a large part of the show, he does eventually get to showcase his talents as well. Blackpink's Jenny was a huge draw for the show, so it was disappointing to find that she barely had any screen time at all. But when we did get to see her perform, it was clear why she's a star. Finally, there's Levinson's singular saving grace, nice visuals. As poorly done as the show might have been in many respects, it was generally very visually appealing. Healing. Just as with Euphoria, he manages to cover everything in a beautiful wrapping that almost makes you forget about the other problems. Almost.
People were surprised when it was announced that the fifth episode would be the season finale, not the sixth, with rumors of pre-finale cancellation by HBO quickly swirling. In reality, it actually had been released that there would only be five episodes, in total months earlier. It just seems that not everyone got the memo. But watching the show, especially the finale, it really does feel like there's a missing episode that could help to explain so many things, like why Jocelyn so quickly turned on Tedra which is just yet another piece that leaves viewers wondering what could have been. After lots of gloating about how their premiere ratings were so good, and even outpaced Euphoria after a week, the celebration quickly quieted down as more episodes dropped and each seemed to have pulled in fewer viewers than the last. There were initial concerns among critics that hate watchers would give the show enough of a ratings boost to get it a second season, but it seems like not even the hate watchers held on until the end. So given that, plus all of the show's other problems and poor reviews, it looks like renewal is still very much on the fence. In the end, the show didn't become a scintillating must-see or so bad it's good dumpster fire that people couldn't look away from. It missed so many marks that people started forgetting about it while it was still on the air. Given Levinson's inability to handle criticism, going so far as to write an entire film just to complain about one bad review, it's hard to imagine he'll learn anything from this show's failures. Tesfaye will most likely return to the lane where he is capable and successful, real-life music, and leave acting behind. And hopefully all of the real talent in front of and behind the scenes that got swept up in this show's months-long mess will be able to use it as a jumping-off point for bigger and and better things. That's the take. Click here to watch the video we think you'll love, or here to check out a whole playlist of awesome content. Don't forget to subscribe and turn on notifications.